Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip X Wives Club spinoff Two Gay Mats podcast featuring co-host Janie Stoller. The breath control. I mean, Mariah taught me. And the memory, because truly, it's a, that's a lot of words. The thing is, as we were talking about it, is that not also a problem with the show? Is that it has <laughs> like eight titles? and I think the, that adds to the farcical nature. Mm, it makes it that much more heightened I like than that. title. And it's also like... I mean, I don't know if we talked about the hashtag, but how oh, right. ugly is it rugged? Look, it looks rugged. Rugged. I always notice that. I mean, have you seen rugged too rugged. yet? Yeah, and it looks like, like someone's just like, like, um, yeah. from their throat. <laughs> yeah, someone's Anytime gotten, someone tweets about it. It's very true. So, Janie, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Yes. We had such a fun Thursday night. We did. It's we true. Watch. This is when, um, isn't that when House That's when Rucked comes when out. Rucked comes when Rucked drops. Because Matt is so famous, he and mm. the other gay Matt got yes. invited for free to the <laughs> L.A. Broadway premiere yes. of Moulin Rouge! Exclamation Point, the musical period. Yes. Um, pre-party. Yes. Musical. It, getting stuck in the parking lot for four hours afterwards. <laughs> it was such a fun night. It was an event. And, okay, so the first thing that I'll say yeah. is... We go to this pre-party. Yes. Who do we see first? We see, uh, oh, Kendra. Kendra. From uh, Hugh Hefner's From Hugh Hefner's show, The Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door, yes. Um, some might call her a sex trafficking survivor. <laughs> like, she was probably 20 at the time. Watched that show with my family about wow. all these women that were like concubines for Hugh Hefner. Yes. So that was just the level of celebrity. And that was the peak. And that I was the peak. I would say the people we were really seeing were like people I'd been on one date with and like <laughs> gays of that ilk. And I did like that when we were in line, you turned to me and said, you know, being a single gay man might be almost as bad as being a single straight woman. And I'm like, I think that's true. Yes. We yes. think that the cis straight men have it the best. And we think the, the lesbians have it pretty good. And if someone in the comments can tell us differently, please do. But they seem to be moving in, in early. In terms of the like scene and the aggression, yes. I felt the eyes weren't on me, but I felt eyes strongly yes. on each other like it was... What are you? A lot of labels. What are you wearing? Yes. It felt very image focused, and this was obviously it's like influencers, LA. Yes. So it's a specific crowd. It's For not sure. like you know going to like a chill gay bar. It was yes. like this was like a we scene. We were doing it, yeah, yeah. And it was really intense. <laughs> and then I guess so. Chriselle from Selling Sunset and Friend Russia were there. I'm mad we, we didn't, didn't see, see them. them, but I do like the idea of us running in the same circles as Fran Drescher and Chriselle from Selling Sunset. I like knowing Sunset. they're that hard up for a free ticket that they would do the same thing we did. That was sort of them coming down to our level, Absolutely. not us going up. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, we got very cute picture cute in picture. Uh, the photo booth. It was fun. We never go out. It was just like a fun night out. Yes, it was very L.A. And then the to get to the theater, you walk, and it, the theater, the lines were chaos. Everyone was True. like crowding. A security guard like grabbed me by the waist. I was like, mm. I wish I knew that while it happened. I, I feel like I didn't hear about it until like we were leaving the theater. It was for, we'll get to how I sort of dissociated during the second act of the musical, but <laughs> all course. I kept like imagining was what I should have done in the mm. moment, which is usually what happens. That's fair. But it was a big old mess. There was a red carpet. Yes. Getty Images. Sir, you can buy for $500. You can Hello. buy a red carpet pick. I mean, I downloaded them with the Getty Image because you honestly want the Getty Image. It makes it look more legit. We've all seen the other two. They had a whole episode about this Putting where they the were watermark. photoshopping the watermark onto a picture and mine's real. It's That's right. So I think it works out. So the musical starts. Mm. 
Oh, wait. Also in line, we were with that guy who was on um, that show. Who, that name I forget. So that was another celebrity. <laughs> Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, the brother of the main character, uh, was by us. And we were kind of, we were making comments like about him pretty close. And then he like turned to talk to us. I was like, oh, this line, what are we doing? And we're like, oh my God, it's true. We were part of the Hollywood problem. We were being just as fake yes. as everyone else. I mean, it was, we were supposed to. That was our assignment for the evening. And everyone was like, it was like Louis Vuitton. It was very uh, Karen Huger. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was very Giselle's car. (laughs) I feel like we saw a a prominent director whose name I won't mention in it was it was it a Gucci sweater, a Balenciaga tee. (laughs) I believe. But he was mixing. It was almost like it was it was Mercedes. Yes. And Louis Vuitton and Gucci yes. and Balenciaga. It was truly just the physical representation of I have money now. And 100%. I mean, congratulations. You have money. You have. Or you don't. Like, as we know from the housewives. <laughs> I know. I don't know if anyone follows the real bad fashions, like Instagram account. Yeah. But they'll show all the ND jumpsuits. Mm. They'll show you where they have a fake. So right. a lot of them are fake. That's true. So it could have been fake. And, you know, best of luck to him and all people. <laughs> So then the musical was, I will say, okay, so I've seen some free musicals. Of all the free musicals I've seen, it was the worst. You'd put it below The Bodyguard. Yes. Okay. I would say, okay, here's what I'll say about it. And I'll say this about most Broadway shows. Mm -hmm. The performers are unbelievable. Unbelievable. The man named, the guy who played Christian in this musical, his name is um, Ryan Connor. Mm. And I thought his voice was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I believe he must be playing the Aaron Tveit role that Aaron Tveit originated on Broadway and won his Tony for Unopposed (laughs) very recently. So he was amazing. All the performers were unbelievable. There's no story. And then it's just like a bunch of pop songs. Clearly they got, I mean, they spend so much on licensing. I know. Which is, you know, like the movie, but now it's every night they're performing. Do they pay a licensing fee every time? Honestly, that was my biggest question come intermission. Like, what's the licensing fee situation for these songs? Yeah. And I feel like act two, we were even diving deeper into my higher price songs. Like, we're really getting a rolling in the deep for like 20 minutes because it's like, you paid for that. Make your money's worth. Yeah. And then it felt like it was all these really hyper current pop songs that weren't current anymore like right. it was like oh I remember this song yeah. oh, I remember that song so I don't I didn't I didn't like the musical mm. um, but I had a great time it was very fun I very feel like fun. I'm not really much of a jukebox musical person I don't know I mean I haven't seen all of them but even something like Jack Little Pill at least were like like saying oh this is just Alanis this is like this album we're gonna tell a story built around this one point of view this is like the reaching and grabbing from so many different pots is tough because it's like how are you gonna make a linear storyline that makes sense and uses all of 100%. these songs it felt like a karaoke concert yes. it didn't really have any through line I think you said it was like a Vegas review it felt like a Vegas review <laughs> yes it felt like uh just here's what America likes. <laughs> so it was a terrible musical, but I had a great time. I really appreciate the ticket. I really appreciated and them reaching out to us. People, um, I think, disparage the non-Broadway cast mm. because they're not as good. Right. I think if you go see a touring production, you're just reminded how much talent there is in the I world. Know. It's really unbelievable. Like people would ever say that they're not talented. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Like these people are unbearably talented yeah. and we're doing incredible work up there. So yes. kudos to every kudos single one. To them. them. Sorry, the musical's <laughs> not up to your standards of talent. So that was our Thursday. Yes. And now we're here. It's true. It's true. I mean, did you have any other big week things that you want to share with the people? No. Housewives or otherwise? Literally, no. 
how many times did you watch this episode? Okay, episode I had to four. watch it twice. Okay. Because, so I watched it and then Glenn, our other co-host, yes, said she ma- couldn't make it. And I thought, oh shoot, like, I don't think I really watched it. <laughs> I thought, I think I realized I kind of was zoning out. Yeah. And so now that she's not here, I had to watch it again. Okay, what about good. you? How many times? I also watched it twice. Oh my gosh. I watched it once during my work day just because I was excited. Out of one eye? Uh, out of one eye, I was excited because I saw online that like Jill was in a fight and people were on her side. And this is, I believe, the first time it's happened for her since season two of Real Housewives. It's really, it's also relative because yeah. if you just put her with crazier people, then she's going to be the voice of reason. I mean, and we'll get to it, but like you really have to look at yourself in the mirror when it's like am I on Vicky and Tamara's side <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, argument yeah. and discussion like I again not an OC person but I know enough about them to be like they're horrible and the fact that someone's out horribling them I know is really shocking I also thought I don't know how you felt I think overall a wonderful episode very funny oh, I loved the episode it was really funny I think funny. it's my favorite of them so far there were a lot of Things that happened where I thought this is such a bizarre moment that yes. like we need to just dissect on the pod. I don't absolutely. know where else to put it. I, absolutely, I agree. So we open with uh, Dorinda telling us that she loves mornings and says everybody knows I love my mornings. This is so okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the mark of someone who's lost it. I think this episode could have been called like the problem with Dorinda. Because it just highlights, because you'd think, okay, she has been put on pause, a.k.a. fired. She's going to be, you know, visible to the Bravo folks. She's going to put her best foot forward and, like, correct the horrible last season she had where she was really coming after Tinsley. And it feels like she's doubled down on that attitude. I don't even think, because for a lot of times I was like, oh, she's a mean drunk. And I'm like, but wait, I don't think she was drunk at the beginning of this episode. I think this is, her soul is... Yes. And then the alcohol makes it slurrier and more insane, but it's there. There's like an anger in her. Absolutely there is. It is emotional instability. So she loves her morning. She's just shots of her. Everyone knows them. Okay. And uh, right. And then we have the editing trick of like, oh, look at what's happened in past episodes and like don't, let's not get cute with that Bravo. The thing is, we have a good show. You don't have to Vanderpump us into like convincing us it's good. Eva gets on the phone, talks to her kids for a second. Jill wakes up and wants to make chocolate chip banana bread muffins. So sweet. It was very sweet. Uh, Taylor is throwing a tea party, which I guess harkens back to season okay. one. Uh, this already was like making me a little uncomfortable mm. because I think for Taylor, she can do whatever she wants. Yes. But doesn't she associate the time of being on the show with such darkness? I that know. When she's like, I love tea parties. I'm like, you want to recreate it I kind know. of is like upsetting for all of us it feels like all of them I mean what happened on the first girl's trip is everybody had their own event and like but yes I get hearkening back to your time on the show but like I don't know I, I agree it's a little weird I think they wanted to bring something from their franchise like remember when Cynthia last season did true. the Bailey Q so she was trying right. to think of something because and Taylor like didn't have a lot of fun other no, stuff no okay. and it was just like the, the fun thing that she did on the first show was spend $5,000 or whatever that's right that's and right so, to um, like cover up to the world what she was going through by yes. having this big performative party that, which is why it's like is, is it good for Taylor to be here I, I get that she wants to be on OC Housewives that's been made very clear to me in watching this but like there's so much trauma there that I'm it's like, sad. it's sad and it's interesting when you have your moments of talking about it. But like, it's always the undercurrent when I look at Agreed. her in a way that I'm like, are we having fun? Yes. Um, Eva and Brandy make up. Uh, the <laughs> Brandy, mangina text. Yes. Brandy t- texts right in the morning saying, I'm sorry, I called your husband a mangina. And, and then it's over. It's over. And it's like, that's what you kind of have to do as a housewife. Is I like, was shocked here. Maybe it was a couple minutes later. They start to say we're on day four. And so this is a seven-day shoot. Yes. We've, like, 
gone four days already? We have. I think it's like a day an episode. I think it's a seven episode because season. Because I thought that was one night. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm really confused. It's confusing because, like, I get that we're going to different dinners and they're different setups, but yeah. they do feel like one big thing. They, yeah, it's confusing. It's They've confusing. been there for four days already. Okay. Um... And the thing is, for someone who was talking shit on Jill for promoting everything, we're really getting a lot of aerobics. We're getting a lot of Dorinda's bourbon coming up later. Like, Dorinda does a good amount of promoting as well. Like, everyone went to the Bethany School of Product Placement and are like, okay, I am back on TV. I'm going to show all of my wares. Here's my book. Make it nice. Blah, blah, blah. Um, The Tamara saving Vicky's life with the pill. We flash back to that. Fake. Um, Dorinda's wearing Dorobic's leggings again of skinny girl bullshit move. Marco brought Tamara and Vicky the food. Okay, so <laughs> here's where things go off the rails. Yes. Mar- okay, first of all, Marco. So Dorinda just starts going nuts yes. on Tamara and Vicky for having food in their room. Right. It's on the little placard, no food in the room. Yes. This could have been a one-minute conversation. Yes. I think it probably lapped. I think it was 12 hours, this yes, whole thing. absolutely. So one of the weirder moments is they're fighting about it, and they're talking about how there could be, like, mice brought into the room. <laughs> right. And one of them turns, and I think it's Vicky, and they're like, there's a mouse right there. Oh, my God. And then it's a fake mouse. It is, and then Taylor jumps. Why is there a fake mouse in Bluestone Manor? I think she loves a tchotchke. She loves like little nutcrackers everywhere. So I, maybe the fake mice, maybe that's a part of it. Like that's a, one of her When cutesy. I saw that fake mouse. <laughs> I love that this is your problem. I wasn't expecting. I really was like, this is a whole psychosis here. <laughs> the fake mouse freaked me out. Not because it was a mouse, because of what... What prompts someone to put a fake mouse down? It also was shocking because it was like, okay, we're discuss. Vicky's talking to Taylor and I think Jill, and is like, oh, there's that fake mouse there. It's weird that it's here. Taylor sees it and acknowledges, hears that it's fake, and jumps. And it's like, oh my god, what is that? It's like you just heard what it's it was. It's a fake mouse. It's a fake mouse. Were you not <laughs> listening? Like I. But similar to me, maybe it was just because she was processing the fact <laughs> there was a fake mouse I, in his home. That is confusing. But the thing about this fight with Dorinda and Tamara, where Tamara's like, oh yeah, we were eating cupcakes in the room. We won't do it again. I'm sorry. Dorinda digs and digs and digs and it's just like would you do that in your home I guess you were brought up differently than I was in the Berkshires and like I can't believe you're doing this and then Tamara starts to tear up and well up and cry because she's like I can't believe you're talking to me like this in a way that felt real and then Dorinda fake cries back at her while continuing to monologue over the dumbest thing it's like this is idiotic and like you are also the way that you fight is so cruel and not fun it was weird and i don't know if she was always like this and we didn't notice or do you think like she was on housewives too long she has been ruined and like it's there's no going back i think she i think she genuinely meant it i think she wasn't faking this fight i think she really was worked up but it's Crazy. Of course. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand it. I, it and I, I just don't understand it. I just felt that by the time Tamara screamed at her, like, oh, shut up. I get it. Whatever it was. It was like, I, I agree. Yeah, like, of course. Because it, it, you thought it would end and then it just kept going. It kept going. And meanwhile, I just have to point out, they were all wearing like various 80s Dorobics Dor- outfits. Yes. Tamara looked so oh, good. Unbelievable. Do you know that she doesn't have a belly button? Where is it? So she had some kind of hernia slash stomach wall okay. surgery. And when yes. they sewed it up, bloop, right over the top. So she doesn't have a belly button. Anyway, I think her body is amazing. She looks great. She looks unbelievable. Um, Honestly, so many of the ladies. Like, Taylor look looks great. great. Brandy looks great. Which is also annoying to me because I was like, wait, 
you guys are like, oh, my workouts are like drinking up wine but or whatever. Here's the thing that this did reinforce for me was that just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're oh, fit. you could pass no you know a fitness Absolutely assessment. Not. But they all were incredibly out of shape. They are skinny, but they are not. That doesn't necessarily no. equate with anything I mean, else. Which is why everyone get the fuck <laughs> off Lizzo. If she can perform a full <laughs> yeah, hour and a half right. set, she's doing well fitness wise. Sweet Taylor couldn't even do like a crunch. No, so it was not on the list for her. It's all, you know, just everyone leave everyone alone. <laughs> I honestly, um, so yes, Doreen. Oh, and I was going to say here, oh, yeah, we saw Marco without a mask and he's not hot. I mean, I have that note as well. <laughs> I have that exact, because I, you and Glenn were very much, he's not hot. And I was like, maybe he's hot under you there. You thought he was going to be. Because the brows were good. His hair was good. He's, he's not, not hot. hot. <laughs> I don't know why they picked him. He I, seems worthless. And then Dorinda's pretending that he always works for her. Oh my like, God. He was cast. He was fully cast. Yes. And then they throw him under the bus with the food, which was funny because at this point, no one needs Marco. Marco's the loser. <laughs> yes. So just like throw it on Marco. Yeah. It's, it's all Marco. It's um, fine. So yeah, Marco officially not hot. Sorry. Sorry to report. Um, Marco also got a confessional in that little confessional room that'll come up later, which is in a very funny scene. But like, Marco, is he a, is he getting a day rate? Is he a cast member? Like, how involved is Marco in all? Of Marco's this? non-union. I think he's being paid as an extra. <laughs> I think he's getting a hundred dollars for the week. Wow. I think he. I mean, justice for Marco. He is doing a good bit. I think someone knows him. I don't even know. I was gonna say maybe he's like a server. Someone. He doesn't seem like a server. He doesn't have any skills. No. Maybe he'll be in a Watch What Happens Live bartender, and that'll like be the peak of his career. But like he's got to do something. You went to his Instagram. He didn't I couldn't see- even find him. Wow. He needs to be promoting this. Okay. Anyways, Brandy being scared of Dorinda regarding dropping the gum is funny. I felt like did that. Eva did a shot and ate ruffles before aerobics. Like that. Phaedra's last because she's braiding her hair in the kitchen. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I thought that was odd. Nice. And then she comes out and does the aerobics and basically just like dances throughout, <laughs> which I thought was really lovely. And meanwhile, Vicky and Tamara don't do the aerobics. No, they're they're like, fully in a panic about the room, cleaning yes. up everything. Yes. So. Um, so and Drinda didn't seem to mind. No. She was like, oh, yeah, you should skip out on this. And then but then we hear later that t- she was like wishing that they had come down. But like, do you wish they came down for like getting more eyes on this scene or do you wish that they were there because you felt bad because you didn't seem to feel bad throughout the rest of the episode no that you screamed at these women for no fucking reason right um okay yes we talked about their thinness but out of shapeness there's a tea party lunch is taylor's event jill says to tamara and vicky that dorinda will let you have it and then it's over um also wait why does brandy have a ring light in her bedroom she doesn't do a podcast or anything i guess she does do a podcast i think brandy has a podcast Maybe it's for that. Is she doing mm. cameos? I saw the ring leader uh, ring light and had questions. Mm. Uh, Dorinda's trying to be a cheerleader to the cheerleader list. She says, which is like, what does that mean? Has Dorinda come across this poorly ever? Like, I swear, going into this, I was like, I'm excited to see Dorinda and like, see- it was a weird day. It was a weird day, I, but like, uh... it's been a weird four episodes. Yeah, I feel like she's not come across well um, this whole time. Um, blah blah blah. Brandy says, which I think very astutely, the most recently fired housewives are having a housewife off, which is, I think, one of the rightest things she said. She's like, they're just yelling and screaming and trying to get back on their shows. And maybe that's what's happening. I could see it because of Brandy and, um, well, I guess Eva's more recent as well. Yeah, but it's. I feel like she has separated herself from the housewife. I feel like a Phaedra and a Brandy are kind of chilling on the sideline, just going, okay. Yeah, like, oh, this is something that's happening. Cool, cool, cool. I will say the Tea Party estate, apparently designed also by who designed Bluestone Manor, is very gorgeous, very beautiful. I love that. Why does no one say the word parasol? 
Everyone says little umbrella. <laughs> it's like it has a I name. Didn't notice that. No one says parasol. And I'm like, guys, then some one of the seven or eight of you, or including Marco, should know the word parasol. I mean, Marco, Marco. again, <laughs> dropping the ball, not knowing the word parasol. Um, was that Housewives of Orange County Tea Party flashback as annoying as it looked for the like five seconds I saw it? Remember when like Shannon, they seemed to be wearing like Marie Antoinette faces? Was that mm. annoying? It must have been. It looked annoying in the five minutes. Um, Dorenda jumped in after someone asked Tamara, like, oh, how are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this morning was just a lot. I don't ha- like having disagreements. And Vicky was like, yeah, it was just a lot for the morning. And Dorenda's like, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, like, in the morning in my and house. And she just picks it back up. Exactly. It's like it never rested. Yes. That's crazy. And um, Dorenda says, it would be nice to be a team player and not make a mountain out of a molehill. And it's like, Dorenda. Look in the fucking mirror. I just, it just pains me because I did love this. Like, remember when she came on and she was like screaming at John Medesian, but otherwise with the ladies was kind of a voice of reason who'd get drunk and slur, but it was fun. We've crossed to another side. I don't think she knows. I don't think she has the self-awareness about how she's coming across. Do you think she's watching it currently and thinking, wow, I'm doing great? I always wondered that because even in New York, when she would get really, really, really drunk and watch it was it back, dark. I don't know what she thought. I don't either. Because she would be blackout slurring and yes. doing crazy stuff. And I always wondered what she thought when she watched it back. I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I also love at some point Jill says what I've learned after being a housewife for 10 years and it's like I love you Jill you're a housewife for four years yes. <laughs> and have since been like an Instagram influencer or whatever you do now yes uh, Dorinda will not hug Tamara but Jill will and then as soon as Jill hugs her Tamara's like oh I needed a hug and then Jill's like Dorinda you see I told you she needed a hug <laughs> and that's the first thing she said. Dorinda says she's the most loving person here. We just get a random shot of Marco playing pool. He's a cast member. Marco's in it. Um, Everyone goes to take a nap, but Jill, who goes to the pool and calls Gary, she said she's... Okay, that was a crazy scene (laughs) because she said she's like, I just call him when I have no one to talk to. I couldn't tell if that was a production style thing of like, I need in my scene to be talking Talking to somebody. But Gary's in the other... And she's talking about stuff that happened that day. Gary's like, oh, oh, okay. He seems she, like a really supportive guy. She, she likes. I mean, she has her eyes out for very supportive. Where does she find I these men? I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I think Bobby. I mean, we don't know Gary, so I we don't say, know Gary. But Bobby was the best partner of yes. any person in the entire world. Right. Ever. But when we get to it, would you be fine with an age appropriate? When we get to when it. When we get to it, an age appropriate Does Bobby. Does that mean when I've. No, I mean, like, if. Because I feel like you and I both, we love a hot man. <laughs> we like an attractive guy. And Bobby was an angel. May he rest. What I've done, where I've misfired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've gotten not hot and not nice. <laughs> So I think part of me felt right. Okay, I should just go for hot yes. if they're not going to be nice. Yes, I'm willing at some point. You're not there. I'm not there yet. You're young and hot. Why shouldn't you have a hot guy? I guess because that's shallow. But I feel like I am barely, barely holding on to belief that straight men are viable. <laughs> and so for me to like go with an ugly one is like it's literally tough. just it's tough putting down my gun and <laughs> <laughs> saying there's no fight left don't tread on me i don't know what i'm saying i don't either but I okay but you. like okay so bobby's Aaron's incredible qualities yes. include yes constantly 
doing literally everything she could ever want where I would feel so much shame asking right. a man, a friend, anybody for a billionth of what she asked <laughs> yeah. of him. He would over deliver. He was so loving, really supportive, just wanted to make her happy. Like yeah. That was his number one motivation. Absolutely. He seemed like a really, really good guy. He yeah. always defended her because some of the house husbands get in the mix and they want the spotlight or right. they want to like have their own opinion. He just really wanted Jill to be happy. That's the thing. If you're going to go on Housewives, you want a husband like Bobby or like Greg Leakes, yeah. I feel, at least later on, once they got married again. And sometimes, there's always a risk with Housewives where you learn about their financial secrets or of their course. legal secrets and you realize they weren't what you thought they were or they're right. cheating or whatever. Yeah. But like this, I think Bobby truly will go down as the best husband of all that. reality TV. So I'm glad she, I don't know how she found another guy, Gary, who to me is, it looks like, Crow Magnet man. Like, I, I think he just <laughs> looks underdeveloped. But I mean, he, yeah, it's Mr. Potato Head. He's a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. But she doesn't seem to care. No. She's, and she's so happy. Mu- She's just much better looking than yes. him. Yes. It's just mismatched. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah. So, she goes out there and she talks to Gary on the phone. She says, I'm never leaving. She's going to have to get a crane to get me out. Taylor comes out, uh, talks about how Dorinda cried about Richard in the car on the way home. And, you know, it was nice to see her Again, that way. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Can we go five minutes? I know. She, she's hitting the notes. Like, it's like, we know. The balloon, we got it. Like, I, I'm, I'm sad it happened too, but it did also happen. It's going into Sonia territory. Like, you know how Sonia repeats her freaking life story about how she was married to J.P. Morgan and blah, blah, blah. It's getting there. It already was there yeah. in Housewives. And now I just think, sweet, sweet Dorinda, vulnerable Dorinda, like, you have to move on. Not move on in terms of... Forget the well. None of us will ever forget now. <laughs> no. We've made sure of it. But you've got to find a way to not be crying at the drop of a hat mentioning every single day. And also, and maybe it's not this way, but because we didn't get to see that full scene, it was kind of a flashback. It seems like she's trying to pull focus, like someone else is taking up too much air in the scene, and so she's like, "If I break down and cry about Richard, that'll make <sighs> the camera go to me." God. And it's like it's just enough. It's enough. It's enough. Um, and so Jill responds to that, being like, uh, "You know." I think, and I think this is right, she's getting angrier as she's gotten older, which, you know, right about Dorinda, and isn't it right about all of us? <laughs> like, am I not angrier and than I was? And if you're not was? angry about the food, you're not paying attention. Exactly. And anger is, uh, what do they call it? Anger is like uh, emotion. It's a, It's not a, it's a, forget the word. Mm. It's the emotion that is signaling something else. Absolutely. So Absolutely. She's, she has deeper emotions that she should access. Absolutely. And I, I appreciated because like I said last episode, I was like, I know that there is real feuding between Dorinda and Jill and I want us to get into it and I feel like we did. Yeah, right I think moment. Jill assesses, she just says like, this is why we're this way. Like, it was I, she clear. Knew, she knew what was up. She was like, okay, I brought Dorinda onto the show just to film with me because I knew she Richard had passed away and she was sad and needed something. So I brought her there. And then as soon as she got on the show, she never supported me. She never had time for me. She'd be like, I'll call you in six months after we're done filming. And she's like, we're here at her house. I'm not trying to like be a, a bitch about this. But yeah, I do feel like I have been not supported in this relationship. And it makes sense it makes to sense. me. It makes sense. I... Uh, yeah, so wait, let's let's hold on. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more um, Two Gay Mats, Real Housewives, Wives, Ultimate, Ultimate Girl Girls Trip, Trip X-Wives, X-Wives Club. Club. Episode four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back. Welcome back, everyone. I have no other notes. You don't? Okay, well, great. I, have, I wrote down so many notes. It's like when I'm doing these notes, I'm like, is this what people would do when they would like read books in high school and like study Book for reports. tests? <laughs> Like, you mean homework? I, yeah, I mean, I would do the homework, but like the actual taking notes while reading, I was never there. I didn't really 
really do it while reading, no. No. But then I always got upset when people would um, put marks in books, notes oh. in books, because I thought that was just not nice. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. So anyways, I've never studied harder <laughs> than I have for this podcast, and I appreciate it. Um, and again, so Dorinda, or excuse me, Jill is talking to Taylor at uh, the pool, talking about Dorinda. Dorinda wasn't very nice to me the last couple of years. Dorinda has been very dismissive of me, and I'm a little bitter. And it's like, Jill, better know. I know. <laughs> and it's like, as much as Jill's in the right here, this does feel a little callback to her feelings about Bethany once yes. she like found her own star and went her own way. I will say I thought Beth that Jill's explanation felt rational. It, did. it wasn't this heated, irrational thing where you go, well, you're not seeing it. It's like she sees it. Yeah. She gets it. She gets it better than a lot of those women who are on the show with Dorinda. So I would it. put Jill stuck up after that, even though it was revealing something oh. kind of not great. Absolutely, I would. Um, so then, they, then that night, they're having a prohibition party. Okay. The housewives <laughs> both love prohibition and don't know what it is. Yes. They love a flapper Gatsby oh. moment. And I'm like, are no one else in the world. There no. was maybe a cultural moment when that happened 15 years ago. I, it's just wild that we're still doing this. There's so many housewives tropes that have come and gone. Like, I feel like we were doing axe throwing on all the shows for a long time or like smashing up things. Those like break room things. And the 20s prohibition flapper fucking parties have lasted so long. And I'm in like, no other place. No. No other world. This has not come up. I'm glad they stopped doing the um, murder mystery parties. If there's another waste of a 30 minutes of an episode, it's like, oh, we're going to have an actor come in and like fake die and you guys have to figure out. And sometimes out. they overlap that. You get like a bit of a flapper look in a murder mystery. I hate it. And they're throwing an axe. And- I hate it. So this was annoying just in conceit. I wasn't thrilled that we were doing this, but like whatever, fine. Um, I liked that. Wait, Vicky tripped down the stairs. I liked <laughs> That was like, oh, first time I've liked Vicky, this Classic whole thing. Vicky. Um, there's a flower crown lady. The painting has come to life. Sure. Brandy almost lit herself on fire, which I liked that Relatable. a lot. Vicky's heels were digging into the grass. Um, there, <laughs> when Eva knocked over the like flower crown lady, Phaedra says, she's decapitated. That's a special procedure for me. <laughs> I'm just like, sure. Whatever, Phaedra. Whatever. I love it. Uh, Bluestone Manor bourbon. I'm exhausted. It's just, it's this is the skinny girl of it all. It's like, yes, we know you have all the shit. And also, if you were Dorinda, wouldn't you focus on one thing? It seems like she has so many products and well, so many. Well, that's what Bethany would tell a Ramona yes. true renewal. You've got skincare. You've yeah. got like all this. Just focus, have one master brand. Right. And they Did won't no do, one listen to no Bethany? No one listened. Only us. We only were the us. Only two that listened to it. Um, and then, of course, there's the bong hole discussion. Bong hole, it sounds illicit and sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Phaedra still, 10 out of 10 confessionals for me. Oh, my God. They're drinking it so fast. Like, I'm not a brown liquor or bourbon person, but it seems like something you sip. I don't think you're supposed to be checking I don't it. think you're supposed and to be doing And is Jill fully a teetotaler? I think she is. And so her taking a sip, I was shocked. Yeah. About. I yeah. was like, oh, I thought you didn't drink at all. Like you just do a full diet I Coke. I think on these shows, it's interesting because part of your job is to, you know, you're like, they're paying me the paycheck to get drunk and be crazy. Yeah. But wouldn't you feel embarrassed and worried about how you were going to act? Like sure. I would just be censoring myself. Like I don't want to be drunk on camera. I know. So it's interesting. You're like, these people are. I know. Getting drunk They were getting camera. drunk. Tamara showed her boobs. She was like, oh, I thought I had my nipple covers on. And like literally just flashed the camera and the, um, what was the dancer? Burlesque dancer. Who and came I in. appreciate the burlesque dancer came out. Yeah. And it was a bunch of women just appreciating this woman's body Absolutely. and just plotting her. Like, it was just nice. It's just, uh, this is nice. There's no male gaze. I know. I mean, there's Marco. Marco. <laughs> who 
knows where he's looking? He's oh. looking sideways. I don't know where he looks. <laughs> he absolutely had to get on the action, had to get his shirt off. He's he not like... looking anywhere. He's dead behind the eyes. <laughs> and then they have like a sexy Marco moment. I was like, this is a, it, it was just really bad. It was like, this is a Muppet. Like, no. I, I just was not feeling the Marco. No, no. He doesn't have a sexual energy. No. Unlike the bourbon to Phaedra, he did not do anything. I think he's sexual. depressed. And, I, and it's like, you know, like, <laughs> you recognized, like, mm, I, I see, see it. I see. It's too yeah. close. I also love Vicky deciding, I just want peace and love and light. And it's uh, like, Vicky, you've been a monster for four days. No, but she's right. She, But she is right here. She does just want peace and love and light. Uh, she's scared to go through God's next door. <laughs> Okay. And she also wants, as everyone's leaving, to say about Vicky, wow, she was pretty incredible. <laughs> Is there no more revealing psychosis? I know. She's like, I don't just want to be good enough. I want people to even think, wow, she's great. And she, does she think she's accomplished that in she any does. of the previous times we've seen her? I mean, it just feels like, because at some point, I think Eva's like, well, to err is to be human. And Vicky says, I don't really want to be human. And I think it might be her new I don't want to get old. <laughs> like if she does somehow squirm her way back onto the housewives, that would be a great tagline. And she for did her. get old. She did. So. It happened. So um yes, Lulu Deville comes in, burlesque dancer, and perfect butt. Tamara takes off her pants for whatever reason. Dorinda gets down to maybe her bra. I can see her mic pack tied into the yeah. back there. More Marco. <laughs> um, they're feeding Lulu, which I did think was nice. I was like, okay, she's doing a day rate and getting some food. I liked Phaedra disciplining her children from miles away, just like mm-hmm. via FaceTime. Aiden or the other one was like, why am I getting my phone taken away? And apparently he was involved. Um, Jill comes back down. She t- gets out of her dress, comes down and says, Ralph Lauren Cashmere. <laughs> and it's just over the moon. We get into the Jill and Dorinda history. They've known each other for 20 years. Brandy comes down and is ready to party. But of course, Dorinda's in the middle of talking about what? Richard. Richard. It's like, please, please. And so Tamara goes with Brandy, flashes the cameras by accident. Eva goes to bed. Okay, so as Eva's going to bed, we're getting the next big fight of the episode. Jill asks, because she's Jill Zarin and nothing has changed. Eva has to go to bed. She's like, I have a radio show. It's at 5 a.m. in the morning. And Dorinda goes, wait, can I? Or Dorinda. Jill goes, wait, can I be on the show? Am I allowed to be on the show? And Dorinda jumps in and she's like, no, Jill. Dorinda also, by the way, just for context, is maybe the drunkest she's been all trip at this very moment. And no matter what Jill says, even though, yes, it's a little desperate. It's a little. But it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. And I don't think Jill was asking, expecting. She just sort of was like, I'll I'll be on if you want. Exactly. I I, I didn't take that as anyway. I didn't take. It was was very Jill. But it was so easy for Eva just to be like, oh, no, it's like it's kind of a thing. You'd have to go through this process to be a guest. And the conversation could end. Conversation could end. But Dorinda blew it up. Then Jill does ask, can I sit on the bed and listen? And Dorinda again jumps in with no. And because and then Dorinda does proceed to kind of dress Jill down and be like, it's just so awkward. You're so like you push yourself, blah, blah, blah. Eva's not worried. There's no sweat off Eva's no. back. She just was like, no, it's it's cool. Like, I'll just do it. It was not a big thing, except Dorinda made it a big thing in front of all the other girls and made Jill feel really bad. Like she was berating her in a way that was so unnecessary. And so Jill removes herself from the situation, which I think is mature. She, I mean, she goes to go up to Phaedra and is like, she's such a fucking bitch, but she has to vent. Like, Dorinda was being a bitch. And Phaedra's like, oh, what'd she do? What happened? Dorinda comes into frame. <laughs> Dorinda's following Jill around. It's just like, this. it's just awkward. You don't push yourself up. And it's like, Jill, Jill heard you the first time. We all heard you. We don't need this. Jill again walks away, goes up to the confessional. And in the funniest, like, turn of events, Phaedra comes in. <laughs> then I think Eva comes in. Then Dorinda follows again by the end of the episode 
basically every housewife is in that confessional and it's so fucking hilarious. Jill is just crying about this event, the fact that Dorinda dressed her down like this so unnecessarily. And Dorinda, again, is given so many opportunities to just be like, you know what, I didn't mean like that. I don't want you feeling this bad about this. And chooses to point in her face and be like, you are so obssessed with yourself and like you're just so awkward and you make people uncomfortable. And it's like, no one's making Here's people uncomfortable we're giving, but Dorinda. Okay, if Dorinda is drunk, yes. lock her in the room yes. and don't talk to her. Because I think what should have happened there is Dorinda has cameras, producers watching her. Like, it's not a health risk. She's not going to fall asleep when we're worried about her health right. with this drunkenness. Yes. There's no productive conversation. We shouldn't be entertaining her. No. So if I were Jill, I would have been like, I'm going to bed, close the door, and we're not doing this. Yes. To get worked up over it is also a poor boundary. Yes. Because you just have to go, you know what? This is not going to help. Yeah. I'm not going to solve it. We right. got to. So the fact that they were all like entertaining Dorinda's mania. I know. It's just like, this is all poor boundaries. Yeah. Someone should have pulled Dorinda out of the room. Cause it's like, in what way are you helping this situation? Like Jill's having an emotional reaction. Yes. Jill could have removed herself even further and just like locked herself in a bedroom. But I mean, this is a TV show. So true, she's true, doing true, the true. job. I know the version of the show in my head is like, everyone has a great boundary. No, <laughs> one, no one's drinking. Everyone is like respecting each other. I know. And yeah. that's not on the table. And that's on the table um but it was the saddest part for me was jill does finally leave the confessional uh and dorenda yells at her this is what makes you weak because you are like and it's like there is no more right thing to do in a real life situation or even on this show at this point because you've had three or four run-ins about the same thing there's no more right thing to do than remove yourself from the I situation. wonder if setting it at bluestone manor is a stroke of genius and also it's curse because she gets that power. Right. She feels she can dictate the rules yes. and tell me what to do and all this. Thing. And she feels she's presented as like magnanimous for opening oh. her home and this kind of thing. So I wonder if it was on someone else's turf or a neutral turf, if it would be, I mean, she'd still find a way, but it would, I think maybe they'd be able to laugh it off a right. bit. I think it's both brilliant because it's a pressure cooker and there's these weird power dynamics, but it's also, she's shooting herself in the foot. Like there's no one who comes across worse on this show than Dorinda. And that's Marco. the first- I don't know. I think, I Marco, think Marco is beyond the worst I, on this show. I think Marco is useless, but Dorinda is... I really don't like Marco. <laughs> it is interesting that you have such an a adverse reaction. Reac- I mean, I don't like him, but it's just like he's useless and they're giving him too much. Dorinda's like actively cruel. <laughs> like actively... Oh, Marco's worse. Going out of her way to terrorize everyone. Yeah. And it's like... You want to be on Legacy, right, Dorinda? And then best people this episode for me were Jill. Yes. And Eva's fine. Eva's fine. Um, and Phaedra. Phaedra. And it was like, okay, we've got like fun people just doing their thing. Totally. They don't have to, I don't know. And I mean, too much. it was also a nice breath of fresh to watch an episode of Housewives in recent years that was entertaining and like thrilling at the, from the top to bottom and also not about like... Is someone going to jail? Did someone yeah. defraud someone? Like, did someone like racism? You know, racism. All the real stuff it gets into. It gets so heavy. Yeah, and green. like in watching the show initially and now even, it's like it's fun when it's light. And this whole thing has been light. There's Agreed. been no serious. I mean, there's been a little bit of discussion about like widows and um, you know abuse and stuff, but it's not in a way that's like this is what the season's dark. About. It's yeah. not dark. It's not dark. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so much. I am too. I I'm really curious. Am how they decide whatever season three is going to look like. I know. I mean, I've heard a cast list that I hope is wrong because it's bad. Similarly, ex-wives? No, current wives. It's like supposedly Karen, Giselle, Heather from um, Salt Lake and Whitney. 
and Leah McSweeney. So all the people that just couldn't have done these shows because of filming schedules? Yes. yes. It literally is like the It's B-less. called Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. They couldn't be at those shows because <laughs> of filming schedules. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I would love to see Giselle and Karen in any capacity, but like, I would love to not see Leah McSweeney ever again. I think we've done enough with her. I guess you can't speak to that. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I feel like we've done enough with Leah. I think people love to blame Ebony for the last season of Roni, but I think it's Leah's fault as much as anyone I blame else. Marco. <laughs> Jamie blames Marco, understandably. Like, if you look around at 2022, yeah. all things going wrong. It's fucking Marco. It's Marco. It's Marco, Marco's guys. on the Supreme Court, I swear. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, my God. Um, well, is there anything else we need to tell the people? Um, Thanks for watching and being supportive. I saw some really, really nice comments yes, on YouTube and I know. I know when you get like a foreign person I mean one person commented when I was in a video who is this girl <laughs> oh that was a different met, video that was a, that and girl, now you met her <laughs> but I would I appreciate it because I do know that that's you know you know it's different people than you're used to sure yeah. but I think this is a fun thing to do I really do. appreciate it it's really nice and uh, hopefully we will get Glenn back fingers yeah. crossed hopefully. she's very missed yes. uh, hopefully I know she's keeping up with this show and so I'm excited to talk with her about it but you know oh what? and I thought about a horrible take that she had Ooh. I didn't process she said Dorinda's like the same drunk and sober she's not <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that that's not true I'm glad you're here to debunk Glenn's claims yes. I feel like you're a good fact checker for and her and I also want all the OC followers to know that um, Vicky's daughter and son-in-law are now fully like selling snake oil and Brianna's quit nursing to do like naturopath oil sales. So just I want every, I just want everyone to know I was just really intrigued to learn this myself so I'm sharing this information um, if you want a good discount on oil. (laughs) Yes. And And don't wear sunscreen apparently. Is that her or is that the husband? They both say that didn't Ryan again my OC knowledge is limited didn't Ryan like threaten to attack one of the other housewives or something or like was it Brianna was it Vicky there was some sort of like he's a dangerous scary person is my understanding so that's fun that's fun okay (laughs) (laughs) well on that lovely note thank you guys so much for watching and listening and we'll be back soon with more 2 Gay Matt's Ex-Wives Club Club. Ultimate Girls streaming on Peacock but not We can't do it. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, goodbye.